the bosses. We're not the bosses, and I want to welcome everybody back to the world according to Ben Stein. I am sure we lost everybody in the YouTube chat, um, but uh, we are back. Sometimes uh, technical difficulties do happen, especially in the age of Zoom, where you totally lose your internet. It's almost like, as we were talking about Ken, about how there's a media blackout, we became blacked out. And um, I want to welcome everybody back to the world according to Ben Stein. Uh, we're here tonight with Ken LaCourt from Media Action Network. And, of course, Ben Stein, who's a little tired tonight, but that's to be expected. Very tired. I got my haircut. <laughs> my haircut always makes me very tired because each hair has a teeny tiny blood vessel in it. Very, very small. And when you cut it, blood comes exploding out of your head. But in microscopic, microscopic portions, it then evaporates, floats into the air, and your brain blood is gone for a few minutes, but now it's coming back. And uh, that's the rumor, but I want to welcome everybody back to, back in the YouTube chat. I'll have to figure that out later how I'm going to do this um, with my vast technical skills. But um, Ken, one of the things um, I we were talking about before the break or before we got blacked out was Joe Biden and the media. But one of the things, and I really want to get the solutions to, the, to tonight because you're, you're doing something that's very interesting with your media action network, which is if, for people that don't know, here's the problem now, right? You know, and I was thinking about your your um, your um, the thing you're about to do, which is um, have a bunch of people send letters to Harry's Razor because Harry's Razor canceled um, their commercials on a per on a person's show because two people complained. Wait and a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Back up here, pal! I just bought some of those razors. And I, I can't believe that. Tell me that. Tell me that part again. I can't believe that. Ken, why don't you tell them? Oh, they had a somebody from a, a Twitter account with two followers, which basically means one person, um, um, complained because they had uh, uh, the Harry Knowles show, uh, which is uh, uh, Ben Shapiro's uh, Ben Shapiro's gang, and you know they complained because a guest didn't like transgenders it was it was that kind of thing and so in this day and age the harry's razors just turned into just just flapping manginas and and capitulated at the first hint of everything so wait 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 wait, 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 wait. let me back up a minute let me back up a second you are telling me that a nationally nationwide company um, backed off because of two people complaining I think it was one person with two Twitter followers. Yeah, Ben, he's not Ben, he's not joking. And I got to be honest with you. And I had a thought because remember in the old days, it used to be like a, a like a massive compliment if you were shit on by Rickles. Like everybody like would go to the show hoping like he would insult them. I almost think like it's a badge of honor for these companies. And it's also a good way of advertising. Like I wouldn't doubt if Harry's Razor had was that Twitter account. And they complained. Oh, they complained and, themselves. And they complained on themselves. And then all of a sudden, the Harry's Razor is a woke company because business isn't what it was. I mean, that's a very competitive business right now. Uh, that is, a, I never even thought of that. So then, why wouldn't every small company uh, start a campaign against itself to get attention to itself by being uh, woked down into the cellar? Well, that's a good question. How that. do we know they're not? Well, maybe we, maybe they aren't, but my own feeling is if the razor is sharp, it shaves off the whiskers appropriately, it's fine. I don't really care what, what, what they are. But what, what I find very, very funny is the um, 
is the ask for these razor blade gummies to say, the blade is made of super sharp German steel, a super sharp German engineering. I'm thinking, wait a second. The Germans are used to be criticized for making instruments of death, and now we're praising them for making instruments of death. I don't get that. What happened? What? what well, you know, when you on? shave, it the blood bursts out of your beard. Yeah, I've got, so I've, you want a sharp knife, though. But Ken, tell people what you're doing. Very, very that. small amounts of blood. <laughs> uh, look, so so conservatives don't love to jump around and go to protest as much as liberals. They're not as unhappy with life as liberals, or at least as leftists, not necessarily liberals. Um, they, the uh, conservatives don't quite hate themselves as much and they have a, a good enough self-esteem that they can actually be like, yeah, I like this razor blade. Whereas as leftists seem to, uh, seem to bring their politics into things like that. Um, and because of that, we're losing. Because of because the fact that conservatives aren't fighting in the right arena, we, 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 we fight today's fight as opposed to the upstream battles. And I'm completely convinced of that. There is no reason why, I mean, why the media is 90% liberal in America. Okay, let's just At take least that. 90. Yeah, about, about that, I'd say. No, no, um, Ken, I would say it's about 97%. This yeah, is um, you know, it's like, depends how you, how you, how you look at that. In a I, I would like to go, Ken, Ken, you're a smart guy. You live in a houseboat in a very exclusive neighborhood of houseboats. You tell me why are the media generally so left-wing? What is the psychological, uh, what should I say, mechanism that makes them be so left-wing? I mean, I, I used to be on the editorial page of the Wall Street Journal. I had a regular column there, I had an office there. Uh, long ago in the days when we used manual typewriters, what is it that made us so conservative? What is it that makes the media today so incredibly liberal? What is the psychiatric mechanism? Maybe there's some way we can approach the problem that way. You know, I, there, there probably are some long-term really, I mean, you know, of course, the, to me, the best answer is that is that organizations perpetuate their own values. Yes, yes, um, absolutely true. Um, and and if you go, if you are a young conservative who joins the New York Times uh, uh, editorial staff, a if they found out that you were a young conservative, you weren't going to get to the job. I mean, there's a self selection process going on. Um, um, B, you are either going to convert or get squished out of that company at a certain point. So no, 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 nobody's going from uh, Hillsdale College to CNN and is going to get promoted through the ranks on that. So I, I, I think wonder, a lot I wonder of if that's completely true. I mean, I, I've been at uh, now at a various different uh, TV and internet and news organizations and have been promoted little by little, although it is true. Once I reach a certain level, wham, the glass ceiling that closes down on elderly Jews, it's me right in the head. Um, um, I think the whole concept of diversity, and by that they mean ethnic diversity, generally makes <clears throat> an entity more liberal. Um, um, I'll go with the Jew thing. Um, um, uh, I mean- The Jew thing, did you <laughs> say, brother? You know, so, so I was looking around at Fox. I remember sitting at one, one dinner one time and Geraldo was there and his brother. And I looked around, I was like, you know, 25% of, 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 of people around my, my table were Jewish. And, and 
Jews are very heavily overrepresented in certain industries, and the media is one of them. And they are also, by and large, lefties. Um, um, so, you know, I, I don't have a, a problem with the Jewish part. I often have a problem with the lefty part. But, but I don't know why that is. Why is why is that a why is that a a a, a viable and big media? Why is that a a a thing that Jewish kids want to get into a lot more? Well, why is it? Why is it? Well, but it's. Well, I'm not sure why it is, but I think it's very important that we find out because as the media becomes more and more heavily Jewish, as the media becomes more and more solidly leftist, the chance of it ever swinging back, at least in our lifetimes, or you're, you're much younger than I am in your lifetimes, it, it gets to be more and more remote. Now, we, there was a time, oh, six, 40, 40, 30 years ago, when there was a big efflorescence of Jewish conservatives Irving Crystal, a real genius, a really wonderful guy. Uh, Bill Sapphire, a really, really wonderful guy. My father, Herbert Stein, a really, really wonderful guy. Uh, Len Garment, a nutcase, but a very, very, very wonderful guy. Uh, these guys all exploded on the scene. Where are they now? Where are they now? Why am I the only Jewish conservative writing now? No, I'm not. David Horowitz is writing. He does a damn good job. But why are they? Why? What happened? in the Jewish community to make it bubble up and then bubble down. What happened? You raise a great, great point, Ken, about with the media, but I, I, I want to bring back to a time about, you know, when it, when Hollywood started, these were, they weren't Jewish liberals in those days. They were actually Jewish conservatives. Very conservative. That started, that started the studios. And Very it wasn't like it was a posh position to start these studios. You, you know, bet. these were guys that came out here you know, and, and this was their shop, sort of like Bugsy Siegel, you know, seeing being in the desert and seeing gold when everybody else saw sand. So, so there was a paradigm shift that happened. And a lot of it could be attributed, Ben, I could be wrong on this and speaking out of turn with the communism. You know, oh, a with, lot with, of it happened with the communists. The, com the, the influence that the communists have had in this country pre-war, during the war, immediately after the war, was enormous. And that's why I always get a chuckle <laughs> when I see about how, how McCarthy was totally out to lunch and how he didn't know what he was talking about and there were no communists in the government. Are you kidding me? We wouldn't have had a Korean War if it weren't for a communist in the State Department named Alger Hiss. We would not have had 52 or 55,000 American dead because of the Korean War if it weren't for a communist in the State Department named Alger Hiss. The communists were all over the place. And it, it amazingly, it took somebody who now generally considered a dirty word, like a word as dirty as any word you can think of, Joe McCarthy, to actually go in there and point out that there were some real problems that needed to be solved. Uh, he got his life ruined and wrecked because he, did, because he stood up like that. But nobody's standing up for it now. I mean, now the media is full of leftists. Look at, look at the people who persecuted the, the, the Trump administration during his first few years. All communist agents, not all of it, might as well have been communist agents working in the FBI, in the CIA, to smear and destroy Trump appointees. <laughs> and we let that happen. The American people didn't give a damn about it. That's, they could get away with anything. Why? Because the rest of the media is covering up for them. So, Ben, are you, are you saying that, that, that Jewish Americans in your lifetime or, or a little before were politically conservative and or aligned with the Republican Party more? Not, not all, by, no, by, by no means I mean, all. Oh, oh, absolutely I mean, I mean, not. There was a time 
roughly coinciding, not exactly, with the election of Richard M. Nixon to be president, when there was this neoliberal, neo, neoconservative, sorry, neoconservative movement of people who were conservatives and were Jewish, and they seemed to be taking over the block, then they were stopped in their tracks. Why? I'm not sure. But there, there's still some of them around, but not many. And why were they stopped in their tracks? Why did they? Why were there so few of them in the first place? That's a good question, at least to me. Why? Why are you? I could never. I could never. I could never understand it because, because by and large, Jewish people shared a good number of values with conservatives, um, uh, more than I would say liberals for the most part. Not all of them, but but it was self-reliance. It was education. It was. It was. I mean, small. You know, owning a small business in America turns you into conservative because every time some guy from the and that's why I'm conservative or it was a big chunk of it my parents were small business owners and every time the government came to help it was like oh, Jesus Christ it was it was no fun so I never except for the 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 fear of, of persecution of minorities whatever those minorities are Jews are canaries in the coal mines in most countries right when when crap goes bad and, and, and the Fuhrer decides that we're going to blame all this on, on somebody. For some reason, Jews are often at the front of the line on that. So it, from, for a group of people to say, hey, we're worried about minority rights and, and the tyranny of the majority. And, and that's a little bit that has been traditionally up, I think, until the last few years, more of a democratic value sometimes, uh, or at least a liberal value. Um, but otherwise, I, I never understood why, why Jews were, you know, 80, 80, 20 Dem to Republican. I know, you're I talking know. to two Jews. I'm going to give you part of the answer. I'm going to give you part of the answer. You're, by the way, you're talking to two guys. I just want to just say this. Uh, you're talking to two people that have had constant conversations about this very subject for the better part of 17 years. <laughs> so don't feel weird for asking this. Anybody out there, you know, the, you know, the, it, the, these are these are really important questions to have. And I want Ben to get to the answer. I just want to reintro the show. If you just tuned in, you are listening to The World According to Ben Stein. I want to thank everybody that came back after we had that bit of a power outage. Um, um, thank you, everybody that's back on YouTube. I want to thank everybody that downloads the podcast. Remind everybody to go to benstein.substack.com for your newsletter. And Ken LaCourt, we're joined by tonight from Media Action Network, um, an amazing organization. And of course, America's humble servant, Ben Stein. And let's get back to it, Ben, because we've actually had disagreements, uh, uh, Ben and myself, on this. I have my own theories. Ben has ben his own I, theories. Not ben and myself. Ben and, my, ben and I. Thank you, Mrs. Lovin. Um, go for it, Ben. It makes me scared of thought. Well, I, my, I, what, what, as it was always explained to me by my beloved mom and pop, was that Jews came here. They weren't allowed in the restricted clubs. They weren't allowed in the restricted schools. And so they were angry at the establishment. And so they joined up with the rebels who turned out to be Democrats who did welcome them in, although they, they behind their back, they called them kikes, but uh, they were welcomed in by the Democrats, so they became Democrats. And, and so, uh, that, so, that, so the large bulk of Jewish immigrants became Democrats. Then little by little, it started to change and Jews were little by little welcomed and little by little turned out to realize, as, as, as Ken just said, that Jews have an awful lot in common with conservative, Main Street, Protestant, small town Christians. So, but what changed? So, 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 so they said, hmm, we, we, we will, we will be, we'll be conservatives. 
we'll all be happy to. Then along came an alien force, which was the very highly trained and highly disciplined Reds from actually from Red Square in Russia, who said, oh, no, 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 you can't be a real rebel as a Jew and be anything but a communist or something very close to a communist. So the influence, I mean, pe people are always talking about oh, in the influence of Russia in American intellectual life. That's where the really big influence was and still is, and it's coming right out of Russia. It may, it may have stopped now. I often say to myself, why is it that during World War II was the time when the American intellectual community was the most united it has ever been behind any single goal, which was the defeat of Adolf Hitler? Why? Because the Russians wanted it that way. In America in 1941, before Pearl Harbor, the incredibly communist unions at defense plants struck and vandalized uh, company property rather than let American defense companies build the P-51 Mustang uh, because they, were, they had orders from Moscow to do so. Now that could never happen, but, but, but the idea is the same. They can be brought to heel by orders from Moscow even now. Hmm. Did that answer that for you, Ken? Kinda. It's, 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 you know, it's very confusing, but it is the, the better question is, I think also to, to an extent is, Ben, and this is something Ben and I have discussed, there have been no better presidents to the, to the, to, to the Jews, to, to us Jews for Israel as the two presidents, which is Donald Trump and Richard Nixon. There'd be no Nixon, there'd be no Israel without Nixon. And I mean, there, you know, there'd be no p massive, you know, a, a dream of peace in the Middle East, if not for Donald Trump. Um, you know, and I have a theory on this and Ben and I have discussed this, you know, just it's a generational thing. A lot of Jews, you know, the, the, you know, the younger as the generations get younger and younger, they don't think they don't they don't identify with Israel. They, 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 it's not their identification anymore. It's almost like uh, an albatross on their back that they constantly have to defend. And it's easier, as you know, in our society to be a sheep. It's easier a to sheeple, to, a sheeple. Yeah, yeah, it's much easier to say, "You're right." Why do we need that? Why do we need that place? And 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 Ben and I were raised in houses that were very, 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 very pro-Israel houses. And sadly, about seventy percent of the Jewish community isn't raised in that Ken, and it breaks our hearts. It, do, it does break our hearts. And so it's very hard to understand. I myself, my own self. Talk to my used to talk to Richard Nixon when I first moved to Gloria, Southern California in '76. I was permitted the incredible privilege of driving down to San Clemente and having visits for lasting for an hour or two with Mr. Nixon and would ask him about these questions. He gave me some very, very interesting answers, which I will put in my book that's coming out soon. Uh, but um, uh, the sad truth is that Jewish people have been brainwashed steadily more and more and more to care less and less and less about Israel. We have in our glorious Beverly Hills where I live, and Judah lives very nearby and is often in our house, which we're very, very happy about. Uh, the, uh, the the people are tend to be very conservative and very pro-Republican and pro-Nixon, but there are fewer and fewer and fewer, and fewer of us and where the others are, I don't know. I imagine they're smoking dope somewhere over at UCLA. So we hope that helped answer some of your questions, Ken, but it's something that bothers us. Uh, 
uh, uh, quite a bit. I would imagine if you if you switch and you flip it now to the African American community, I would imagine it bothers the ten percent of of the of of the black community that looks at what Democrats have systemically done to them, and then the ten percent or the fifteen percent that vote Republican are looking at the other 85 going, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. These people have caused more damage to us and yet we still vote for them. And, um, and that's just my humble opinion of, um, you know, how that, you know, I often identify with the Southern black, you know, who tends to be more on the conservative side. And, um, you know, so yeah, so we hope, I don't know if those answered your questions, Ken, but it baffles us. What are you gonna say? We're crazy. Oh, should I tell my story from the other night, Ben? Yeah, yeah. Ben, <laughs> so, as you, so, as, so, so as you know, I, I just want to talk about something before I bring this up. Um, is is this new thing that if you are for the if you're if you're for ending the filibuster, you are a racist? That is the new tagline. If you um, if you uh, this is Al Sharpton's thing for Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. If you vote. To, 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 to for this um, to end the filibuster, you're you're a racist. And yeah, Al, um, Al Sharpton, the fact that he has a, a seat at the table, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. Mind I mean, people, if if you're under forty, you probably don't know the story, but he burst onto the national consciousness because he perpetuated a race hoax in New York City. Uh, just, just look up Tawana Brawley. No, I think she was. I think she was out in the suburbs somewhere. No, no, it was the Bronx, I believe. And it was. Is it, it not was, a suburb? Is Bronx no, is not suburbs? I, I don't think I there are many. There are many people that are calling the Bronx the suburbs. But you're right. It is a suburb, I guess, of New York, but it's not suburbial. Um, okay. But he, he, there was a cop named Stephen Pagonis, and he literally Tawana Brawley made up a story that she was raped by, by a bunch of white men. And um, Stephen Pagonis was one of the police officers and his life was absolutely ruined. To this day, Al Sharpton has never apologized. And, and, and Ken, let's take it a little further. He created riots in Crown Heights, which got Bianco <laughs> Rosenbaum killed. So, sorry, Ken? No, I said it was a big deal. It was, that, a, it was a big deal. And literally it was, it was obvious from day one that it was a hoax. The fact that the media didn't label it as a hoax from day one is uh, humiliating. And and he knew about it, if not from day one, uh, from from pretty much. And the fact that anybody looks at him and and takes anything out of his mouth, coming coming to do with 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 race is is ridiculous. And don't get me going on the reverend part either. But the problem is the media does, and that's what I was going to say before, as you were asking the question. The media really created the narrative. The media has been creating a narrative in this country for God knows how long. I mean, for God knows how long. So if you want to ask the question about why Jews tend to, you know, I was thinking about this as we were talking, or Blacks, is because the media has created a narrative, right? You know, they created the narrative that Richard Nixon was an anti-Semite. They created the, the, the narrative that Donald Trump was an anti-Semite. And there are people, sadly, that watch the news and take it on face value that listened to every single thing that Walter Cronkite said. And it was the word of God, even though as he was dying, he admitted he had a liberal slant. So the media has literally shaped our country's narrative of hate for, 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 for decades upon decades upon decades. 
So, you know, it's now you have, like you said, how does Al Sharpton have a seat at the table? How does he have a show on MSNBC? Well, look at all the people. My God, look at Don Lamont as as um, uh, that wonderful guy on, on uh, Fox calls him. Look at look at all of you. Look at that asshole. Well, I won't say them. And uh, uh, many other people on various other networks that what what are they? So what's going on? Here? Who does deserve a seat at the table at this point? So this is why, like, for all the reasons of why, is why I believe that Republicans need to start actively taking things to take over the media. And, and that happens on a small level and it happens on a high level. Um, um, you know, Rupert Murdoch did it. He put a billion dollars into Fox News and he hired Roger Ailes and said, build me a channel that, that speaks to conservative America and Roger did it. And it was wildly successful. Um, um, we are seeing some yeah, companies yeah. starting to do that online where, where the next, where the yeah, media is going to, you know, whether that's Parler, whether it's Gab, whether it's, it's Telegram, at least being non or open, open thing, whether it's the Trump, the, uh, the, you know, whatever Trump ends up doing with his online thing. And I think conservatives have an obligation to support those and to get into that world. Um, so it's like, you know, we can keep bitching about it, but it's also time to be like, all right, well, Rush did it. Roger Ailes and Rupert Murdoch did it. Um, um, Parlors yeah, and, and some of the online guys in, in that world did it. And I think that if you're a Republican donor, stop giving money to, to Lindsey Graham's campaign. And I give like him instead. He's fine, but he's got more money than he knows what to do with. Um, um, but he's going to keep getting reelected, right? These guys raised hundreds of millions of dollars for today's campaign, and we need to be investing in the future. And this is what we discussed the other night when you said, I'm going to give to the, to the, and we, Ken, we were discussing this the other night when Ben said, I'm going to give to tonight to the RNC. And I said, let's slow our roll a little bit and let's see who's running and needs to be, and, and who's in safe zones that, and who's not that we could primary. You know, so if Kissinger, good point, good point. If, so if Adam, that idiot in how I can't even pronounce, never pronounce his name correctly in Chicago um, is in a safe red spot, let's primary the hell out of him. Let's, let, let's, let's put See, our money. I care about stuff like that. I care about the upstream fight. It, it, okay. it, you know, it's like you're arguing over what fish we're catching. I want to argue about how to learn how to fish. And, and I'm totally convinced if in 10 years you and I are sitting around here and Ben's in his wheelchair and we're like the liberal media, we're still I'm already getting, in a wheelchair. We're still be getting our asses kicked in the day. No, you're completely right. But I so I like literally it's like everybody gets so much into these drama fights because look, they're like the reality TV of America, right? Uh, oh, look at look at what uh, the guy in the Senate and, and it's the, the filibuster and the, oh the H all that's fine to, to argue over, but the upstream fights is where conservatives need to go, and that means getting. 400 more Ben Steins into the entertainment industry so that so that when when somebody comes up and says, hey, I got a great idea for a show. How about if we show how like everybody in America hates gays, and, you know, that somebody can have an alternative voices. It means it means pastors and conservative synagogues since the liberal ones already do it saying, you know what, get into teaching, be hey conservative young person, be a professor. And you might have to shut your mouth for the first few years and you might not have the easiest route, but get into that as a field and let's take that back. And most importantly, from my personal view, just because it's, it's, it's my myopic view, is if you're a conservative young person, get into media. Now, that might, mean, that might not mean joining CNN. It might mean starting, you know, get in there and have your sub stack uh, things. 
uh, uh, get in there and start some of these. I mean, guys have started alternative YouTube channels that covered the Trump presidency. It was two dudes and a video camera and a live stream, and they've, they've, they've got audiences of millions of people. It's like the more we can, while we're trashing the crap out of the media, who deserves to be trashed. How do we fix it? You're complaining. The more that we can get into this game and get seats at the table, the more power we'll have and the more we'll be able to balance this off. And there was nothing more fun than being at Fox News and saying, oh yeah, you know, I know everybody else on the TV dial was conservative, but or was liberal, but our the fact that we're not gave us so much power and money that we had a voice that nobody else had. You might all be 97%, but I tell you, Fox News had over 50% of the entire cable news audience because there was a market of Americans that said, I don't want the lefty shit, I want the righty shit. And that worked pretty well. So then we should go out and say we want the righty shit. I, I, look, I, I'm perfectly in favor of doing anything we can do to get it. Not easy to do. And I know lots and lots of very, very smart conservatives who can't get arrested, who can't get on TV, who can't get anything going. And, and even I... Your, fan, your humble servant who used to be on Fox all the time. I'm never on Fox anymore. I don't know why. What happened to them? Why, why are they doing that? I have no idea. They never even paid me. So it's not as if they're saving money by having fired me. They never paid me a penny. Why Why did they do that? Why did they do that to a number of other conservatives who also have just, have just vanished? Well, explain that you actually chose not to take money. Wait, I can't hear you, my friend. I can't hear you. You have to turn it up. My, uh, did I lose my yep. audio again? So Ben explain. Ben actually chose not to take money from Fox. A lot of those pundits That's on the true. shows. That is true. You, that is you true. chose not to take money That's so true. you could be on all the other networks and not be holding to one, um, which is an extremely admirable thing. But Ken, with your point is it's almost like we have to infiltrate. Oh, 100%. We, have, we, we have to find teachers that get into Columbia. We have to have, find teachers that get into Stanford, into Berkeley, into and and you're right, it's a long term project, but you know it's it, it, it's it, 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 that could be a fun fight. That could actually be a a real fun challenge. Hundred percent, hundred percent. We need to do that. Yeah. And okay. If you, so if you're ready, sign up. Throw yourself at the door of your local news station tomorrow Monday morning and ask for a job. <laughs> well, what it mean what it means is young conservatives finding mentors in the industry. What it means is cons- young conservatives knowing the cancel culture is real and we need to fight against it. Need to shut the fuck up on social media and not. Wait, but you can't say that on TV. Well, but you said pussy, so. My wife has three lovely cats. She's a cat fancier. <laughs> and and um, I'm sorry, I just got us demonetized. Um, 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 it means we, we that, don't monetize, by the way. It, go on, not, not anymore. It means a number, you know, as a as a young conservative, it means hey, if you want to get into that world, maybe, maybe, uh, uh, um, um, you know, dust off your Instagram feed and take off your uh, take off certain things to get in in there and infiltrate and, until you can until you can grab some positions of power. It also means the rich friends that that I know and that Ben knows and that I don't know if. if Judah knows any rich I don't know any rich to encourage them to say, hey, <clears throat> let's invest in 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 right of center media. It's it, a there you raise a great point. I I can I I, I I I love what you're talking about. Sadly, he recently passed away. It was my only issue, and I brought this up with you before in the past. My only issue with Sheldon Adelson was, you know, he was an analog guy in a digital world. 
And I always wish he would have pumped more and more money into in, in, into online stuff. And, and he did so many great things of donating money and helping people get elected. Um, but, um, you know, he's you know, he's gone. And um, but you're right. That is the way in. And Ben has had a very long day. Ben, are you with us? I'm thinking to myself. It's been a very, very long day. I had my hair cut. The blood exploded in my kitchen. I'm just trying to think to myself, seriously, if I were a young, brilliant conservative, it's now Thursday night. How do I start? And it's a simple thing. It's really simple. And this is how I did it with all due respect. And I became modestly well known for doing it. Just go to your computer and start writing an essay and keep writing an essay till you've got 800 to 1500 good words about something that's really bothering you. Mine tonight is gonna to be about face masks, which I find repulsive and repellent and totalitarian. So let's write something about that and send it in to everybody we can think of. And that's how we start and write one of those every day. Yeah, Ben actually day, can bombard ben the fucking yeah. Nazi apparatus of the media until they it's easier for them to say yes and for them to say no kenny's actually raising a great point because basically what ben is saying without realizing it is he's talking about seo right he's talking about organic ben it's 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 a term of optimizing on the internet if you put enough if you put a if you put enough articles in if you put enough stories in if you confuse seo jesus what don't confuse him with seo I, I, get, I don't know what that means. It's basically, of course it, you don't. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. But then basically what you're saying is we have to do this organically, right? We have to post as we much as to, we can. But, but we have to draw it out of our bowels and put it in the computer and then spread it all over the world. I have a friend, a young, incredibly charming, lovely friend, uh, she's not an expert in politics. She's not an expert in everything, in anything I can that I'm aware of so far, except that medicine. And she uh, has used a tiny little platform in Twitter to get sometimes hundreds of thousands of followers if she hits the right subject. We can keep all keep trying to do that. It doesn't the price as we economists would say the price of entry is almost inconceivably low. Let's try to burst through that door. Is the price of entry as I say? is almost inconceivably low. Why not try to get through it? And besides, what else do you have to do tonight that's better? So pulling from my bowels, if I could just shift just a little bit. Please do. The concept that racism is now becoming completely acceptable in America, like real mm -hmm. racism. So Libby Schaff, the, the mayor of Oakland came out and said, We've got a new uh, uh, basic universal income experiment plan that we're doing with people in Oakland. And it's for poor people who are black, Asian, Hispanic, illegals, any color except white people. Oh my and God. Now it's now, but it's coming from private, you know, it's, it's a private partnership. <laughs> so it's private money. They're doing the same similar thing over in, in, uh, in, in, in San Francisco. But the concept that you could get a city mayor to stand up and said, we're going to give cash to, to numbers of poor people in our neighborhood because poor people are bad, except for the white people, is driving me freaking insane. And do I want to be the guy that has to start up the white 
poor person's fund. It's like, I kind of don't want to be, but we are seeing more and more politicians and corporations and, and, and so much more of this just overtly saying black equals good or any color, any hint of BIPOC, which was a word I learned this year, and, and whites are not. And, and there was a hundred articles written on this and not one was like, hey, this is kind of creepy, just pure racism when we're, we're saying every person with a tinge of color in Oakland has a poor person, poor families can get money, including illegal aliens who, who whatever. By definition, um, by definition, they're criminals, by definition. By definition, they committed a criminal act. Absolutely. So, so, what's your, so criminal, let me ask you a question. Why, though? I, I, I commit criminal acts on Saturday. Which so, Ken, so my, my question to you is now that they all said, and you're, and you're about solution, how the hell do we combat this in absolute insanity? I mean, I, I, Ben, I'll share the story now. Um, to the people out there listening, my, 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 you know, about my dating experimentations. And the other night I was talking to this girl. This, this is a true story, Ken. And um, was she a she, girl or a woman? She was she, uh, sorry. She was, <laughs> I didn't find out long enough. Uh, that would have offended her. Um, so we're talking and she, she said, she's, I asked her where she's from. She said she's not from America because she didn't get a music or a movie reference. And I said, Oh, okay. And I said, where are you from? She said, Bombay. So I'm like Google searching, you know, and I'm like, well, they don't even call it Bombay anymore, but it's now Mumbai. And I said to her, I swear to God, this is exactly what I said. I said, you must, you must have been here for a long time. I mean, your English is exceptional. And she said, that is racist. Oh, my God. Why? Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. You told me that story before while I was lying on my bed gasping for air. Tell me why it's racist. I don't know. She didn't explain. She said... She- <laughs> she, she accused me of racism. Yeah, you, you tell me, why is that racist? No, I don't know. It's like, why when I tell a girl she has a hot ass, is that sexist? No, no, no. It's not yeah, Ken, this is, this is, a, this well, is what a, I'm saying, you know, why is it racist? It's because she's a fucking whiner and she's looking to be a victim and she has low self-esteem and, and her, her ability to fight back is because she can accuse people of being worse than her. That's why it's okay. Real. That's a good answer. I like that. That's a very good answer. Or sexist, or whatever is it was. That is a very good answer. Yeah, and, I, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you're from India. Why am I supposed to assume that all of, that all of India had this great education where we were, where everybody there spoke English? It's not like Ben, who has got a lot of Filipinos that work for him. I, you know, it used to be, you know, it used to be one of, it used to be ours, right? I mean, I could understand we have a base there, so I you could understand. I, you are a very, very bad man, Judah Friedman. I was like, I was like, and I'm, I'm sure she reported me to the to the to the to the, uh, to the dating app Politburo, <laughs> and uh, and I'm sitting there going, I'm a, I'm a, like, thank God this happened before I actually might have gone out with her, because uh, you know, but it's just it, it's an insane thing, and it's it's that tag, right? You call somebody a racist. It's the it's 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 so cheap. It's so easy. It's a way to feel better. It's a way and, to and, express power over people. But, right. It has, it, nothing, it, it, it has nothing to do with race anymore. It's all about. But we love race. you anyway, Judah. We we think you're great. Thank you. Then I appreciate that. Thank you. And I know you would date me if you were only 40 years younger. Um, but Ken, I mean, and that's what we're dealing with. So how do we fight back? And this goes back to what we constantly talk about with, with you see, and the reason I brought this up to you before why it is important, Ken, with politics, because we need more of our politicians 
getting out there and standing up for this. But we need people like Ted Cruz and Rand Paul who are saying about the masks, this is insanity. This is theater. I've had vaccines, you know, and we need more Republicans coming out and saying this race shit you guys are talking about is insane. It's racist. I don't care if you call me a racist after I said this, but you guys are absolutely out of your minds, you know, and, and, and that is a very important thing that we really have to, with our candidates, really bet them, Ken. I think you should have apologized. Better <laughs> money. I think you should have dated her. I think you should have banged her. And when you were just right after the point of ejaculation, you should have said, you know what? Your English isn't that good after all. Let's see what happens. I think you're going a little too far here. Ah, okay. It would have been a fun Friday night. You're under arrest. You're under arrest, Ken. No, it, it, you know, it, it, Ben thought that. He just didn't say it out loud. But I, um, think, I thought I think Ken should be arrested for this. Um, but no, I mean, and Ken, and so that, you know, we're talking about solutions. Funnily you're enough, right. I have handcuffs here. I don't know. Both <laughs> of you have offered very good solutions tonight. Ben's exactly right, right? You get as many things out there on the net as you can possibly get. You bang on as many doors like you can as you're doing with the Harry's razor thing and get all your people to, to you know, to say, even if it is a publicity stunt by Harry, Harry's razor, like, are you guys out of your damn minds? Like, have we, you know, and they are, we've lost our, we, we've lost balance and- We've lost our way, we've lost our way. And I got to tell you something, guys, well, you know, we've, this past year hasn't helped. I, I mean, I, I was thinking about this on the drive down to your house today, Ben. We don't even know the mental health consequences of what's gone on in the last year about how this is going to stunt not just, you know, children, but adults at the same time. It's scary as hell. And, and nobody gives a damn about it. And the whole country is, well, they take away cigarettes, which are one of the main ways that people use to calm themselves and feel better. That's fine. Cigarettes are bad for you. Now they've locked us up. They've taken away face masks. A fa they put on, rather, they've required face masks. Face masks are a way that we see what's going on around us. I, I am privileged to, to say I've been alive for 76 years, and I've learned more from watching people's faces than I have from any other single source on this earth. And I really, really like to look at a person's face. I think it's criminal that we're not allowed to see a person's face anymore. Ken, and, and, and Ken, I agree with you, Ben, 100%. But Ken, this Harry's Razor thing, how do people that are listening, how do they get in on your network? How do they? All of this, for anybody who wants to play in this game, go to www.mediaactionnetwork.com. You'll sign up for our daily newsletter where we. Look, every day I give you one way to poke the liberal media back or something along those lines. Or in this instance, poke the liberal razor. Patriarchy. Little reasonable people back. Um, um, and we just need to start using some of the, we, look, we need to start using some of the tactics of the left and, and getting back into this and creating problems for them. And we need to, look, corporations in the, in, the, in the final analysis are all about, hey, whatever's the thing that's gonna make them the most money and create them the fewest problems. You know, when we create problems for when they, when they do woke stuff like that, uh, uh, that helps us. We, we need to start bringing in some of those tactics. The left has been at war with us on a cultural way for years. 
and we've been intellectualizing it. It's like, well, you know, that's a da da da, as they're beating the brains out of us. I mean, we're like the guy at the bar who's still saying, "I don't think you should be hitting me in the face," and and conservatives need to need to fight back harder. I I I, I love I, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, guys, to do my song now. Yes, but before that, I just wanted to read. I just wanted to read a, a quick thing. Um, uh, first of all, I want to wish my father a happy birthday, and I want to wish birthday. everybody a happy. I want to wish everybody that's celebrating happy Passover. I can't believe it's another year. I was thinking about this. <laughs> People are going to, they still can't be fully with their families. But um, there was a song in the 80s by a band called Tears for Fears. And then <laughs> you've been very big on this with the face, you know, with the faces that this mask has taken away our face. And they had a song called Mad World. And there's, it's, it's really profound because it says, all around me are familiar faces, worn out places, worn out faces bright and early for the daily races, going nowhere, going nowhere. Their tears are filling up their glasses, no expression, no expression. Hide my head, I want to drown my sorrow, no tomorrow, no tomorrow. And, you know, I don't want to read the whole song, but it's, um, it's um, you know, there's a line where it says, children waiting for the day they feel good. Happy birthday, happy birthday. We have kids that still aren't in school. We're, a, you know, we got to, we, we, you know, Ben, I love, you got to keep pouncing on this mask stuff because it's so damn important. And I think it's time, Ben, that you could also take a stand, and some people say, and just take that mask off. It's worth it. I do take that mask off when I'm at my closest store to me in Malibu, and some little Bolshevist comes up to me and tells me to put it back on. So, And then they say they're going to call the Malibu sheriffs, and the L.A. County Sheriff's Station have me arrested. I don't want a confrontation about that. I want to just go home and make my wife her steak and watch tv and go to sleep um i will gladly bail you out um, i don't think you can bail me out my friend i think there's i think i think in today's america you cannot be bailed out for crimes against humanity which this clearly is uh we'll have larry clayman i will be there with larry clayman i'll end up before you sing us out it's mediaactionnetwork.com right ken can, and, I, can i have 30 seconds yes please. yes go ahead I think we should start theming some of these shows. Anyhow. What do you mean theming? What does that mean? Theming. Theming with a theme. Three things happened. I got into three things this week. One is I saw a Netflix documentary called Wild Wild Country. And it was about the Rajneesh, the, the, the kind of quasi-cult cult that, that, that came into Central Oregon in the, uh, in the, in the early 80s. And it was, and it was a couple years old on uh, on Netflix, but it was one of the most interesting documentaries I've seen in years. It was a six-parter, six hours. It was a little. It's 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 horrifying. It's it's horrifying. But but you know what they did, Ben? They they got a lot of the Rajneesh, including like one of their main lawyers in, and and the gal who was the the really evil one to talk a lot about it. So it was a little kind of how do I say pro Rajneeshy, just a little bit, but it. It raised so many intellectual issues of religion versus cult, of, of land rights use, of Americans versus, versus immigrants, that I found it, it was one of the most entertaining six hours of TV I've had in years and years. That's number one. Point number two, I watched a thing on the Unabomber and I've started reading again the Unabomber Manifesto. He's got some points. I'll get back to that on the next one because he because he talked about liberals and, and I'll tell you what, Ken. Then I mean, Ken. The next time you're on, we will talk about the Unabomber's principles. Mm. But go on. What's your third one? 
third one is I've just started cooking with MSG and used properly. It's friggin' awesome. I agree. I love MSG. <laughs> You're speaking to the king of MSG. You know what? Never used it before. Always knew it was kind of BS the way everybody. No, no, it's great okay. stuff. It's great stuff. It's, okay, it, I just had some. I just had some fried rice tonight with a little MSG. So okay, well, because it is Thursday and it's almost Friday. Well, it's Saturday night, and I just got paid. I blew about my mind. Don't try to save. My heart say go, go. Have a time for a Saturday night, baby. I'm feeling fine. I want to rip it up. I want to rock it up. I want to rip it up. I want to rock it up. I want to rip it up. And ball tonight. Hey, I don't want to thank everybody again. I be late. I picked her up in my 88. I shag it on down to the social hall. When the joints are booming, I will have a ball. We're going to rip it up. We're going to rock it up. We're going to rip it up. We're going to rock it up. We're going to rip it up. And ball tonight. Ball, by the way, in the, the language of the African-American freedom fighter means have sex. And on that note, I thought, thank you. Have, I thought it meant have money. Oh, no. shit. I'm screwed up. And on that note... <laughs> I want to thank everybody that's been listening on the live stream. I want to thank everybody that's been downloading the podcast. I want to thank Ken LaCord. And of course, I want to thank America's humble servant, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Thank you for getting me to laugh. Thank you all. Thank you. Have a great night, guys. guys have happy Easter, happy Passover, happy days. Happy days to everyone. And God bless America. I agree.